Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jesse Moore and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Hello everyone, I am Jesse Moore and welcome to the Icon Leadership Podcast. We are here to make good leaders great leaders. Today on our show we have our very own Dancing with the Stars of Waco <laughs> Commander. <laughs> saw that, huh? Commander <laughs> Rail George. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm All good. Right. How are you? I'm blessed. Man, I'm good also, man. So tell us a little something about yourself. Uh uh, a little something. I'll, I'll do a summarized version of my life. All um, right. um, I'm not from Texas. I was actually born in Los Angeles, California. Um, lived in South Central Los Angeles until I was in the seventh grade. My parents moved us out of Los Angeles to Louisiana. Went to um, uh, high school in Louisiana. Graduated high school. Went to the United States Mar uh, Marine Corps. Served four years there. Um, got out of the military, and um, the Waco Police Department was hiring. Uh, this was about 18 years ago. Uh, flew down from Minnesota from where I was living uh, at the time and applied for the Waco Police Department. And lo and behold, I got hired on my first try, and this has been my home for 18 years now. Oh. Uh, so... Um, that's just a little bit about myself. Great. That's a great. very summarized version of that journey right there. Right. We're good. Yeah. We're good. So tell me, what, what do you do? Uh, what's your job at the uh, Waco Police so, Department? So I'm a, um, I'm a commander. Um, commander is like a mid-level management. I actually manage our special victim division. So I have four units that, that investigates all violent crime in the city of Waco. So homicides. Um, robbery, sexual assaults, crimes against children, um, domestic uh, abuse, domestic violence. Um, our victim services uh, unit, um, they provide resources to uh, all the victims of violent crimes. Um, I'm actually the commander over our SWAT team, so that keeps me pretty busy also. So um, I wear a lot of different hats over at the police department. Okay, so being a commander, that means you have to lead a lot of I have, guys. yeah. So if, I, if I'm... <laughs> I, I, probably have around 40 to 45 people that um, report to me, uh, directly or indirectly. Okay. Um, there's different other projects that I am uh, involved in also to where um, I'm responsible for other people. So, right. yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Right, I get it, I get it. Mm -hmm. So des describe your, your daily routine as a commander. My daily routine? Okay. I wake up, um, luckily as a commander, I have a pretty – a flexible schedule, get a lot of autonomy. I work Monday through Friday for the most part. Um, however, I am on call 24-7, 365. Um, but I wake up in the morning. I take my youngest son to school. Um, I prioritize 
physical uh, fitness and mental health. So I, I focus on my body in the morning with a, uh, a quick workout um, at least three times a week. And once I'm done with my workout, I do my check-ins. I go check in with my boss to see if he has any uh, tasks for me, if there's any fires I need to put out. Uh, then I try to go get uh, FaceTime with each one of my team leaders to see what's going on in their world. Um, if there's nothing going on, then I focus on my task, you know, the things that I want to try to accomplish within the police department. Uh, that usually takes me all day. So, Right, I get it, I get it. So uh, what made you get into leadership? Did you... Did you apply to be a commander? They threw you into the job. Us? No. So I, I, I let's say I pl apply. Um, the Waco Police Department, we're a civil service police department. So there is a testing process. There's regulations for just about every um, position or whatnot, specifically promotion. So um, let's just say I have always just uh, saw opportunities come available and I tried for them. If they happen, if they happen, if they don't, I'm usually uh, I ha in the past. I've always been happy where I was. Um, uh, so from in the police department, you you're a police officer. Then you promote to the rank of sergeant. And then after sure. the rank of sergeant is commander. And after commander is sure. assistant chief. And then it's chief of police. So we only have five ranks. And sure. I saw opportunity uh, when I was a sergeant, and I took the promotion uh, the promotional tests. I didn't expect to 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 pass. Um, lo and behold, I did, and now I'm stuck figuring out what, what it is that I'm doing. <laughs> right, I got it. Commander, I think, about five years now. Five years? Yeah, okay. I believe, so. I believe so. So tell me about your leadership. Okay. Um, so my leadership strategy or philosophy is extreme ownership. Uh, basically, every decision, every mistake um, that happens within my realm of authority is it falls on me. Um, my second philosophy is I run a decentralized command type of, um, team. Uh, basically I believe that the authority to make decisions should rest with the lowest person on the team. That way, um, if I'm not present, things will still happen. Action will still be taken. Uh, and in order to do that, you have to develop your people. You have to develop the lowest officer to the, uh, supervisor, sure. uh, and your peers or whatnot. Right. Um, so that's the basis of my my leadership philosophy. Um, I got that. Um, I, I served four years in, in the United States Marine Corps. Right. Uh, the Marine Corps has a a great history of uh, developing leaders of all Marines. You know, once you become a Marine, um, the minute you become a private first class, you're in charge of all the privates underneath you. And, and each level is in charge of the levels below them. So. Sure. Unknowingly, I was on this leadership path, you know, back in 1999. Sure, so, got it, yeah. got it. My sister was in the Marines also, yeah. and she Ooh, said, once, "Yeah, she, she's like once a Marine, always, always a Marine. Marine. That's once it. Marine's always a Marine. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? and she, and uh, and it seems like uh, the Marines uh, train everybody to be a leader. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The enlisted and the officers, you know, from right. the the private all the way to the generals. Right, you're in some type of leadership uh, position the minute you. Right. Uh, graduate boot camp. Right. So so with me in my department, so uh, so I, I train, you know, others. Mm -hmm. uh, that, OK, if I'm not here, I put somebody in charge. Exactly. OK, right. so but now I'm starting to put another person in charge. Exactly. So what I what I want to focus on is not just, uh, uh, you know, working with 
associates. Right. I want to work with leaders and right. I want to train the leaders right. to come in after me because right. I won't be there all the time. Exactly. You know, and so right. therefore you you train you train up everybody. Right. Amen. Right. Your oh, organization, yeah. your your unit should be able to exist with or without you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh so yes, because if not if, if not, you'll be on the phone all the time. All the time. All the time. Be able to live. Right. 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 All the time. So tell me what is the strategy what kind of strategies and mindset is required, you know, for what you do? Um, so obviously the position that I'm in right now is very heavy. Uh, we deal with tragedy. We, de- we deal with the worst of the worst on a daily basis. Um, so you have to have a strong mental, mental health regimen. Um, you, you have to trust your people. Um, you have to develop your people. You know, uh, when I get a new detective, uh, my team leader's first priority is to begin their training regimen to where they can become um, sufficient detectives to where they can operate on their own. Um, do me a favor, repeat the question one more time. What kind of strategies and mindset is required for this, you know, for your role? It, it, uh, you, have to, you have to have a strong mindset. Uh, you have to be strong-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, I'm not uh, shy uh, of confrontation. I think confrontation is actually healthy, especially... Um, um, crucial confrontations. If there's a problem, don't don't shy away from it. You look at the problem, you address the problem head on. You right, know, you absolutely. Come up with solutions. Yeah, um, it gets bigger. It gets yeah, exactly. Gets, if you don't pay attention, it will become a bigger problem to where you won't be able to manage. Right. So I don't shy, shy away from confrontation. I don't shy away from personnel issues, even though the, that's the hardest hardest part of my job is dealing with internal conflict with personnel. Um, or gripes and complaints from personnel. Um, the the crime is is knock on wood. It's the easiest part of my job. The hardest part is dealing with the personnel issues. Right. I get um, it. I get it. I get so, it. So um, I hope that answers. Sure. Your that question. does. That does. But so tell me, what about? Okay. So you guys deal with with a lot of stress. Yes. Yeah, very. A lot very, of stress. Very stressful. So how do you guys deal with the stress? You know, because <clears throat> do y'all come in and debrief? Do you you know? Tell me. You know, so that's a great question. Um, that's one of the challenges that law enforcement faces nationwide. Uh, I will say that at the police, Waco Police Department, we uh, we ag- identify that issue and we have taken proactive steps to try to address um, the stress that uh, all officers deal with. We have a robust uh, peer support program. Um, we, the city of Waco, has a great wellness program to where we are allowed to work out. Um, three hours out of the week on duty, you know, mm. so your physical fitness. So, so a, a healthy body, a strong body is a strong mind. Right. Um, now, me particularly with my detectives in, in my unit, we deal with the worst of the worst. So, yes, debriefing um, is is a big part of of the, the op- operational role. Um, but what I'm trying to get my people to, to do more is, hey, Go talk to someone when you're having a emotional uh, tough time dealing with one of the cases that you're investigating right. or just a, a, a call that you went on. Right. Um, pushing uh, employees and team members to not shy away from telling somebody, hey, I'm having a hard time. I need some time or I need some time away or whatnot. Um Having a uh, a release, you know, um, right. families, hobbies, right. uh, faith, 
Right. You know, um, if you don't have something like that, it, it, it yeah, this job will eat you alive. It right. will burn you out very quickly. Right. So, um, so, so what do you guys do to, you know, to stay motivated? What do you do? What do you do to keep your team motivated? So what do I do to keep motivated is investing in my team. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the work that I do is trying to get their ideas off yeah. the ground. Right. You know, they bring wants ideas to me and okay. So let's, what does it take to get that off the ground? And when I see an idea that came from somebody below me come to fruition, that's motivating me. It's like, Oh yeah, right. we did this. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, so it, it's, the the job itself is, is something different every day. Right, I get um, it. I'm not the patrol officer that's out there answering calls or anymore. My job is to to push my people forward to accomplish their goals. Right. right so that's motivating to me. Right. Um, if I if I have a somebody who works for me who promotes, that's a success for me. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I get that's it. I'll stay I get it. So uh, so. What I do is a lot of times when I have people and you see the ones, you know, the ones right. who, who are headed right. for, for greatness. Right. You already you see that when exactly. they come through the door, exactly. you know. And so when I get people and like that, and I say, you know what, maybe you should go apply for this job right, here, right. you right. know. And so right. because, yeah, that's yeah. that's it, you mm-hmm. know, because if they win, we all exactly. win, you know. So <laughs> that's just funny you say that. So within my organization, that's something that that isn't isn't common. You know, a lot of supervisors, a lot of team leaders, when they get a good troop, they want to keep them. They want to keep them for themselves. Like, no, you have to push them out and challenge them to take your job right. when, it's, when it comes time. Absolutely. Um, so so the whole organization benefits from, from right. it. So, so you, you, you've been a commander. And so if you're a commander, you was a sergeant. I was. Okay. And you've been in leadership a, lot of, a long time. Yeah. So that has to be some times when you fail. Yes. Can you tell me about that? Um, yeah, I, I, that's a hard question. Let me try to think of one scenario. Um, cause there's, I, I have failed many a times being a leader, uh, man, you ex- fall, exactly. you get back up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and luckily, um, so, so this, this is not an exciting example, but it, it kind of shows, um, uh, I learned, it showed me the, the lesson of attention to detail. So th- I was a sergeant over our personnel unit. So our personnel unit is in charge of hiring and recruiting for all positions within the police department, sworn and civilian. And the paperwork is mundane, right? Um, I had two pol- young um, young applicants, citizens that are wanting to become police officers, and um, they overlooked a question on the application, right? And the question was a simple question, hey, are you related to anybody that works for the city of Waco? They both answered no. And we all know that both of their fathers were employees of the city of Waco, but um, they were just rushing through the paperwork, right? They they checked the wrong answer. My team, me and my team, we just skimped through the paperwork. We didn't even pay that question any any mind because we knew we didn't we didn't notice it. Right. Um, but but when the uh, documentation made it all the way to the human resources department. Uh, the director of human resources, hey, uh, these two applicants are disqualified because they lied on the application. It's like, what? We had to fight that. We fought. Um, we tried to. It, they didn't lie. We know. We knew. Right. Um, because in other places right. in their documentation, they disclosed that their father. I knew both of their fathers. Right. You know? Right. Uh, but it was a slight oversight, uh, non-attention to detail. And, and 
that may seem small, but in nope. reality, two, poli two poli uh, police applicants had to wait two years to God. become police officers. So wow. it set their career back right. two years. Right Now, I will, I'm proud to say that both of them are currently employees. <laughs> one of them is one of my detectives now, and yeah. I actually bring that up to him. It's like, hey, you taught me a lesson, you know. Another one's um, he got on a couple years ago. He's running and gunning, um, doing some good stuff on on the streets of, of Great. Waco. Great. So attention Great. to detail, yeah. Right. I feel right. big time on that. Oh, one. that was a big one. Yeah, that was a big right. one, man. That's a big one. So, what is your uh, share with us? Your greatest achievement? Huh? And that's our question. No, mm -hmm. I, I just it's very easy. My greatest achievement is my family. Right. Um, I've been married twenty years, um, which isn't easy. Uh, I have two sons. Not this uh, day and time. I know, right? <laughs> uh, two sons, one of them 19, one of them 13. And the 19-year-old's navigating his way through college trying to figure it out, which sure. is a huge education for me. Sure. Um, so my family is my biggest accomplishment. Well, good. Um, good. I would say. So tell me, what is the makeup of your department? The, you want... The Male, female. Oh, okay, the demographics. The demographic, yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I should know this. Um so, I mean, obviously, the Wake Police Department, we're predominantly white. Uh, the next, um, I, I don't know the exact numbers, the next largest demographic is Hispanic, sure. black. Okay. Um, and we have a small um, Asian um, 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 representation. Sure, sure. Um, we uh, have the LGBT um, 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 officers sure. now in our department. Sure. Um, women, uh, as you know, I was, you may not know, our new uh, police chief, Chief Cheryl Victorian, she, right. uh, we are part of the 30 by 30 program where uh, it's a nationwide program to where we're trying to increase the uh, women police officer population in law enforcement by 30% by 2030. Right. Oh, wow. Um, now, the Waco Police Department itself, um, we are, we, we meet that demographic because of the number of women that we have. I don't know the exact number. Um, but the goal of any police department, um, or organization is to mirror the demographics of the community that they serve. And, uh, the, if, if <laughs> I wish I would have looked at the numbers before I came, uh, we do mirror the demographics of the city of Waco fairly closely. Sure. Um, so it is a, a diverse department sure okay uh, compared to the city sure. we have okay. representation just about every uh ethnicity that we serve uh for the most part in the city of waco so um obviously recruiting's hard um it is a it's a challenging time for law enforcement nationwide sure um we currently have a a large deficit but it's for good reasons because it's because the city of waco and the city management have authorized us to increase our manpower. You know, other departments are decreasing or getting rid of positions. We're actually uh, um, got approved to uh, increase our, our or, I'm sorry, our numbers by 24, which sure. is a large number. That's, that's, that's good. Right. Thank it's you. good. But, <laughs> but we got to hire them. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's very hard. It's very difficult sure. to hire, sure. um, let alone any uh, uh, workforce industry, let alone law enforcement. So right. that's a challenge that we're facing right now. Yeah, yeah we have a shortage yeah. in the hospital field. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do understand that. So tell me, let's talk about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. So when you hear that word, what does that mean to you? Uh, so diversity, again, I'm going to repeat what I just said. Mm -hmm. It should be every organization's goal to mirror the demographics of the customer or the community they're serving. Um, you want to have a pop a workforce population that is 
uh, a mix of ethnicities, cultures, um, of the people that you're serving. Right. That's what I right. think about um, diversity. Equity, equity to me, to me means every person within an organization has the equal opportunity of um, success and in, um, opportunity. Sure. All right. Right. Got it. Um, inclusion, basically, to me, inclusion means, hey, um, you go to these different demographics and say, hey, you can do this also. Right. Come in and, and be part of this program. Right. Include them. Exactly. Come and be part of this solution right here. Right, right. Uh, that's what comes to mind when I think of those words. So, in your opinion, what is the most challenging challenging aspect of working, you know, in a diverse, you know, environment? Um, I, I think the most challenging aspect, uh, I think I, I handed towards this uh, earlier, is the personnel issues. And a lot of the personnel issues, uh, from what I've seen in my <laughs> my short stint at the police department, is comes to difference of personalities, right? right. And at times, difference of cultures, right? You That's know, it. Yeah, you have different personality personalities yeah. that are expected to come together, work together, right. and uh, uh, accomplish a goal, but they don't necessarily mesh well. Right. Um, so that's what I've seen is um, one of the most challenging, but also most most rewarding because you get to learn about different people who were raised different than you, right. or who ha- who thinks different than, than right. I do. Or right. Whatnot. Right. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, okay. So if that was a situation, mm-hmm. you know, with a where a colleague was being, you know, you know, uh, called out, you know, culturally insensitive. Mm-hmm you know, sexist or racist mm-hmm. or homophobic. Mm-hmm. How do you handle a situation like that? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, As a commander. I, I confront yeah. it head on. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't shy away from it. I, right. Hey, what you're saying or what you're doing is inappropriate. I want to tolerate it. Um, this is, especially if they are a peer of mine and they're a leader like me. Hey, right. what you're doing is damaging to the organization, damaging to that person. I won't tolerate it. So uh, you need to change your behavior. Right. Um, sure. If you don't correct it, that means you're condoning it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. just consent, right? Right. right. Um, so I will, I, I'm comfortable in saying in my environment, work environment, I, I come across, I don't come across that within the Waco Police Department. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Right. Me right. personally, I haven't had to co- have that conversation with anybody that I work with or has worked right. for me. Now, inappropriate behavior and uh, just being insensitive, yeah, yeah right, that right. has come across a, a few times. Right. You know? So how do you deal with insen- being insensitive? How do you, well, matter of fact, how do you reprimand your staff? Uh, first of all, it's um, it's having a conversation with them. You know, um, in order to reprimand a team member of mine, I first have to set the standard. Right. Um, anytime that I take over a new group, a new team, or whatnot, I, I, I lay out, hey, here are my expectations. These are these are uh, my expectations in addition to the departments and organizations' expectations. And one of the things that I, I, I let my people know is I will not tolerate toxic behavior. I want to want to come to work. You know, um, if there's someone who is creating a toxic environment that I'm responsible for, I will proactively do everything in my power to remove that, that behavior or that person. Right. I let the, uh, I let the, let them know before, right. before it even comes a problem. Right. When it arises, I confront it head on. You know, I, I call them out, uh, have a direct conversation with them and their team leader, leader. That way, that way both are aware of what's about to happen. Um, hey, here's what I see. Here's the problem here. If I'm wrong, 
you let me know. I, am I perceiving what you're doing um, in a in a in the wrong way? Right. And if 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 it's correct, then I, okay. Here's how it's going to be corrected. Right. Um, then here's your chance to correct it. If it's not corrected, okay. Here are the repercussions that are right. going to happen. Right. Um, there's no sugarcoating. It's direct. Uh, Direct me head on. Right. So in my, at, at my, uh, where I work at in Hillcrest, we have, you know, you have to write them up a couple of times. Do oh, yeah, you guys yeah. have write-ups? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we're a civil service organization. Right. Everything had to be documented. You okay. So, and <laughs> that's funny. Um, I had this conversation just the other day with one of my team leaders. Writing people up is probably the most dreadful thing that a sergeant or a team leader can do. But I had to explain to him, the write-up, all it is is the documentation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to document that this situation occurred. Here's how it was addressed. Here's right. how it was, it was solved. Right. Um, and the reason for that write up, because if that situation grows into something bigger to where you have to terminate or part ties from that employee. Right. right. You can do it because you have all the documentation to support right. it. Absolutely. Um, again, it's probably the most mundane and most dreadful part of, of right. the job of leadership. Right. But you ha- it has to be done. Right. Um, in today's workforce. Um, uh, with today's rights that we have as citizens, right, right. you know, everything has to be documented before you could t- cut ties with somebody in their livelihood and their paycheck or whatever. Right, right. So, so let's back up a little bit. Okay. The pandemic. Let's do it. Man. Man. How did y'all? The pandemic. Man. Waco P- uh, PD, we were open for business. We didn't shut down. <laughs> uh, no, y'all did No. Um, <laughs> now, um, Every, we were still coming in uh, to work. Um, obviously, we had our, our, our um, protocols, uh, face mask and social distancing and all that stuff, but we were open for business. Um, crime um, seemed to go down, you know, for during that the sure. time period. I get it. Um, let, me, let me rephrase that. Certain crime. Went sure. down. Okay. Uh, property crime went down. Um, violent. I say violent crime. Crimes against persons kind of went up because everybody was cooped up in the house together. Uh, from from my interpretation of what happened. So that was true. Yes, <laughs> that was true. Um, when you have, I mean, when you have people who who are cooped up together, there's going to be frustration. There's going to be it. Uh, it. crime and whatnot. You can't um, go out and cool off. No, exactly. You have exactly. to stay right there. Uh, so it w- obviously it was challenging, just like everybody else. Right. Um, but me personally, I, I, I don't say like the fact, I like the fact that I still can come in to go to work. I couldn't work from home. Right. That's not me. No. Right. You know, I had right. to get out, I had to be amongst right. the people, whatnot. Um, and, and that's how we, we handle it. We're open for business. You know? So when this, mm-hmm. when the pandemic first came out, you yes. know, how did you prepare your team? You know, what I mean, dude, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that there was no preparing because we didn't know what we were dealing with. Right. You know, um, man, I, God, it seems so long ago now. Um, the police department, we were dealing with other issues. And then this, hey, there's this virus that's going around. OK, uh, it's just like the flu. So, you know, we're coming, um, coming to work just normal. People start getting sick. Um, and we have protocols because as we started to understand what we were dealing with, the city of Waco, um, uh, and I, if I remember, I think it was Mayor Meek, uh, not Dylan Meek, um, Cal Deaver, he, he, he was the leader, he was the face of the city, and I actually appreciated him for that because the information was being pushed out. Right. Um, the, we opened up the EOC, uh, where all of the uh, departments within the city uh, came together with the health department to try to, okay, uh, 
to navigate this situation that we're dealing with as a city. Sure. Um, they came, they pushed out protocols. They pushed out recommendations. They pushed out um, policy to help guide us as we navigated the, as people started to get sick. When I say people, employees started to get sick. Sure. Luckily. Right. Um, luckily, we, I mean, we had people, you know, go down, we're out in quarantine, and it was a strain on manpower. Oh, man. Most definitely. Um, but everybody w- came back for the most part. I, right. can't, I can't believe it. Uh, knock on wood. I can't think of anyone that we lost um, who was active employed by the police department during the pandemic. Great. Um, now, family members, yes. People, we lost family members, and uh, um, the city did take a, a, a hit um, with death. Um but we were able to pull through, you know. Right, right. So what is the most important characteristic of being a leader? Uh, trust. Trust. Right. 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 Uh, trust and being ethical. You know, you, you if your people don't trust you, you're not going to be able to lead them. You know, it's going to cause issues. Right, right, but, uh, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A good day for you at work? Um, a good day for me at work is one of my team members have has accomplished something that they've been striving for. Um, and no one, everybody goes home, you know, uh, right. that's a great day for me at work. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You answer both questions. Yeah. That's oh, okay. a great day and a, and a bad day when somebody oh, don't yeah. go home. Yes. Right. Uh, the no. worst day is right. somebody doesn't go home. Yeah. Yeah. We've and, been blessed. Yeah. So if you could do anything different as, as a leader. Yes. I if I would have start educating myself sooner on leadership qualities or whatnot. Um, I, I I don't I don't I don't count myself as a leader. I I say that I am a avid student of leadership. I'm consistently learning. Um, I don't uh, I go out and seek that 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 information whether it's books whether it's podcasts um, whether it's um, Stories from other leaders who are more experienced than me, whether it's good or bad. You know, I, I would rather learn a, a mistake from somebody else than make a mistake. Right. Myself, absolutely. You know, <laughs> um, so I wish I would have started that sooner. Right. You know? OK. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the, I, I, the same thing for me, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wish I'd have started a little bit sooner, man, right. and finished school. Right. I w- wish I would have just finished, you know, right. school, finished college. Right. right. Then we would have been perfect. Right. You know, would have been perfect. So what advice would you give a young leader that wants to be uh, in the police uh, I would say learn how to communicate. You know, um, if you cannot communicate with people, you're going to struggle as a leader. You have to be able to deliver your message ac- across the table to the receiver so they receive it the way that you intended it. Right. You know? Right. Um, and the biggest part of communication is listening. You right. know, shut up, open your ears, and right. listen. Right. You know? Right. Um, and that's the biggest tool that I use is listening right. and ask questions, you know? So being a police officer, that's your deal right there. You listen. Yes. Yes. Cause yeah. you hear what the person is exactly. saying, uh, but exactly. you just told me this. See, exactly. you, it got by exactly. things that get by me exactly. won't get by you. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, man, I get it. All right. So man, tell me about what was the last book you read? Um, so I'm, I'm the last book I'm currently reading gates of fire, which is, um, the, uh, the, it's, it's the story of the the battle of Thermopylae. Thermopylae the three hundred movie was based off of. Okay, it. it's oh, actually wow. one of the uh, mandatory readings in the United States Marine Corps. I read it when I was over in Iraq, just to keep myself busy, and I was young. So I'm reading right. it now as an actual leader. And it's like okay, there's so much in this book that I missed. Right, right. Um, the last book that I finished was I believe it's called uh, 
uh, Stillness is Key by Ryan Holiday. Okay. Um, Ryan Holiday, he's a stoic, you know. Uh, I believe stoicism allows a leader to focus on being calm in the chaos. Right. Um, and that book, it has a lot of good points. You know, when, when in the chaotic world, the chaotic situation that you're dealing with, what you need to do is just uh, be still. Take in all the information that's that's going around you and start making decisions real now. Got it, got so. it. So, uh, how does God play a role in your life? God. So, I'm I'm the I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a PK. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. Man. yeah. So ah. my, my mother, uh, she passed away, I believe, 13 years ago. She was a minister. My dad, who's still with me, he just turned 89. He's a deacon. Right. Okay. I was I was raised in a church. I went to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> twice and three times on Sunday. Um, so I have my faith. Right, um, right. I, doing this job, you have to know that there is a gra- greater power. Right. Um, religion, as far as denomination, um, not so much. You know, I, right. I, what's to say that that your denomination is better than mine? Right. Absolutely. As long as you believe in a higher power that you believe that is um, um, over all of this that we are living in. Right. Um, you know, that's that's what you need. Right. Um, so. I, I pray. Uh, I, I pray every morning before I leave the house. Sure, you know, sure. for God to give me the knowledge to handle everything that comes in my way. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I pray for protection over my family while I'm away. For the the men and women who work for me and work with me. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's I, important. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, a lot of times I tell everybody that I sit out there in the parking lot. You know, when I get to work. Just pray over that hospital, right, right, man, right. because, you know, people coming right. in, people leaving out, because right. things happen, you know. Exactly. And if you have a leader that prays, man, you got a great leader. Right, right, right. You have a great leader. Yeah. Well, man, I want to appreciate you, uh, you know, for coming and being on the podcast. I appreciate the invite. Oh, man, this anytime. Is, this is, this is yeah. different. All right, all right, all right. Well, feel, feel free to come back at any time. Yeah, all right, everyone, you have listened to the Icon Leadership Podcast. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.